Sanskrit. Vinishtasu Swamayasu Bhuyascharajya Keshavam Rusho Paguhamano Mum Dadrishe Vastitam Bahi. The word means, if you want to repeat this, you can. Vinishtasu. When dispelled, Swamayasu, his magic forces, Buyaha, again, Cha, and Avraja, after coming into the presence, Keshavam, the Supreme Personality of God, Rusha, full of rage. Upaguhamaya, Upaguhamana, Upaguhamana, exactly. Embracing, Amum, the Lord. Never said never before, what is that Amum? And what that refers to? It refers to the Lord. Dadrushe, saw, Avastitam, Standing, standing. Bahi, outside. Translation by Divine Grace Prabhupada. When the demon saw his magic forces dispelled, he once again came into the presence of the personality of God in Keshava, and full of rage tried to embrace him within his arms, to crush him. But to his great amazement, he found the Lord standing outside the circle of his arms. Please repeat, when the demon saw his magic forces dispelled, when the demon saw his magic forces dispelled, he once again came into the presence of the personality of God. He once again came into the presence of the personality of God. Keshava. And full of rage, full of rage, tried to embrace him with his arms. Tried to embrace him within his arms. To, to crush him. But to his great, great amazement. He found the Lord standing outside the circle of his arms. He found the Lord standing outside the circle of his arms. Purport, in this verse, the Lord is addressed as Keshva because he killed the demon Keshi in the beginning of creation. Keshva is also a name of Krishna. Krishna is the origin of all incarnations. And it is confirmed in Brahma Samhita, Govinda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The cause of all causes exists simultaneously in his different incarnations and expansions. The demon's attempt to measure the Supreme Personality of God is significant. The demon wanted to embrace him with his arms, thinking that with his limited arms he could capture the Absolute by material power. He did not know that God is the greatest of the great and the smallest of the small. No one can capture the Supreme Lord or bring him under his control. But the demoniac person always attempts to measure the length and breadth of the Supreme Lord. By his inconceivable potency, the Lord can become the universal form, as explained in the Bhagavad Gita. By his inconceivable potency, the Lord can become the universal form, as explained in the Bhagavad Gita. And at the same time, he can remain within the box of his devotees as their worshipable deity. Do you have a Box with deities, you do? Shalagram Shiva, little deities. 
There are many devotees who keep a statue of the Lord in a small box and carry it with them everywhere. Every morning they worship the Lord in the box. The Supreme Lord Keshava, or the personality of God, Krishna, is not bound by any measurement of our calculation. He can remain with his devotee in any suitable form, yet he is unapproachable by any amount of demoniac activities. I was born in the darkness of ignorance. Our spiritual master, Sri Prabhupada, is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances under him. To all members of Sri Parampara. Usho Pagu Hamano Moon, Tadrishe Vastitam Bahi. When the demon saw his magic forces dispelled, he once again came into the presence of the personality of God of Keshava, and full of rage tried to embrace him within his arms to crush him. But to his great amazement, he found the Lord standing outside the circle of his arms. Well, when we read about um, this demon's brother, Hiranyakashipu, um, we see that Hiranyakashipu had a lot of Vedic knowledge about the Supreme Lord. And this, this happens after what we're reading now. After his brother is killed, Hiranyakashipu goes to, you know, uh, what do you call it? Speak and soothe and pacify his relatives because of the death of their, you know, dear demon son, Hiranyaksha. And he speaks all kinds of nice philosophy. You know, he understands the transmigration of the soul and he understands that everything occurs by the will of the Supreme and, and all these things. And he, and he says this, you know, the spirit soul is eternal, no one is actually killed. He gives it all, you know. But still, Hiranyakashipu and this Hiranyaksha, and many people in the world today are bewildered into taking shelter of the, what is called in the Bhagavad Gita, the Asuric and Rakshasic uh, mentalities. What is the verse from the Bhagavad Gita? They take shelter of. Oh. Yeah. Asura Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Asura Bhagavad Gita. Is that the Mogasha Mogatarmana verse? They become defeated, taking shelter. Anyway, uh, so Rakshasin Asarin Chaya Prakriti Moinim Shita. They're bewildered by the by the nature of the Lord, um, by this demoniac idea. Prahlad sees this in his father, and of course he preaches about it, and even up to the last preaching, sitting in the lap of his father, saying, you know, persons who are too attached, become too attached to this materialistic householder life, their, their senses become uncontrolled and they glide down into hell. And they just, actually, they're just doing things that have been done before, chewing the chew. Um, he says, you know, in, because they don't know the goal of life, 
They have their own goal, materialistic goal. They don't understand the real goal of life. Therefore, they take shelter of blind men. I don't know if anybody keeps up with the news at all around here. I hope you don't, but I follow some of this stuff. You know, we've had, what's his name, Robert Mueller. <laughs> Supposedly, he was going to say things that were going to change the whole thing. But the argument never changes. It just goes on and on. And both sides are actually taking shelter of materialistic life. They're both godless. So they, they try, they fight, but nothing ever changes. Nothing each side has its determined idea that this is the way to do material life, this is the way to do material life, and God's never mentioned, at least not openly, because that would be good. Um, so, the Lord cooperates with the demoniac. You know, the children are playing in their, their way, just like uh, the boring incarnation, you know, tolerates all these mystic things going on and the attacks of the demon. And then finally he, he said, okay, stop this, you know. Um, so Bhagavad Gita, there's so many verses that explain why this is, you know, all illusion, just like I like to think of a person moving to, to an apartment and suddenly thinking that they own the apartment. You know, and the, the apartment owner is actually somebody you may never see. He may own hundreds of thousands of apartments and he deals with all kinds of people. So he knows probably 50% of them are, you know, going to give him trouble. <laughs> they're going to mess up their apartments thinking that they're owners and do things. And he has to, but he has all this law behind him, the owner. First of all, he's the legal owner. And he has all this legal protection. So he doesn't really worry. I mean, he can't worry. What can he do? Stay up all night worrying about all the stuff that he's... I lived in San Diego for a while, and, you know, the people around me, the landowners would... I don't know why, but they would sometimes complain to me, you can't believe what these people did to this apartment, you know. There's a whole room stacked with pizza boxes in there. And it's just a horrible you know, going on and on. It's, you know, I'm sorry, you're the you're the landlord, you have to deal with that. But uh, you're taking the rent, you know. So uh, people think they can do anything they want to. And the demons, when we take shelter of the material nature and start to try to enjoy it, we may think that we can do anything we want to, but if we study the Bhagavad Gita as a devotee, this is why, you know, eventually you come to the to the idea that, you know, I want to know what's really true and not have any more problems in this world. I've had enough of problems. I understand that my own understanding was wrong all along. So let me figure it out and finish my wrong understandings. So Krishna is demonstrating, or uh, yeah, well, Krishna, Lord Christ, demonstrating because he actually tries to squeeze him, and he's standing outside the arms. So there's a nice verse in the Bhagavad Gita that the Lord is inside and outside of all living entities. So even though the demon's trying to squeeze him with his arm, he's, he's inside the demon also. He's outside the demon, but he's inside the demon. And the demon thinks he's going to kill him. And not only that, but he's in every living entity. And like Daryl Prabhu was saying, he's even within every atom. 
everywhere. But the, with our materialistic outlook, we don't, we can't see this stuff. That's why we have to re constantly remind ourselves all these philosophical points. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati pointed out that yes, we have to chant Hare Krishna, Krishna Kata. I mean, uh, you know, chanting Hare Krishna has to be there, but along with it, there has to be Hare Kata. There has to be speaking about, you know, Lord Hare. I was thinking how in the old days, and we don't do it so much anymore. And I'd be embarrassed to do it. I, maybe, you know, any of us could, but when we go in Harinam, it used to be that um, there would be some chanting, and then people would start to maybe stop and look and watch. Oh, what is this? And then the kirtan would stop, and somebody would get up on a box or something and, and start to say what we're, what we're doing. Well, we're, you know, practicing bhakti yoga, and we're singing, chanting the holy name of the Lord, and you know, you know, explain the whole thing that we're doing, and people would, you know, and then you hear it, and then you're more likely to, to actually follow along, participate a little bit, so. And I was thinking that uh, anybody can stop me at any point, I kind of feel like I'm preaching to myself here, but <laughs> if you want to stop me, if you have some comments about all this. But today is the, uh, as Ram Gopal Prabhu pointed out, today is the anniversary of the incorporation of ISKCON in New York City as a society, you know, a legal entity, as International Society of Christian Consciousness. So <clears throat> there's Srila Prabhupada made these seven, uh, what do you call it, purposes of ISKCON. And uh, those are nice to read through. We don't do it all the time. I guess probably the last time was when Tulaji read through them. You were excited about them at one point after one of your meetings in India or something. So we went through those. It's good to hear them. I brought them here just because since it's the anniversary, we could, we could say what they are and talk about it a little bit. But the second one is to propagate the consciousness of Krishna as he is revealed in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. So that's what we're getting here today with these verses and this whole story about the demons and, the, and Lord Varaha's. You know, it's being revealed, the, the subordinate position of the living entity and the trouble you get into in a materialistic demoniac mentality. As that verse says, Moghasha, Moga Karmano, Moga Jnana, What is that? Moga Asha, Moga. Asha means all your desires for fruit of activities, I think. Moga jnana means all your cultivation of knowledge. Asha means hope. Hope. Yeah, okay. It's kind of desires too, isn't it, in some of our verses? Yeah, okay. Moga jnana, uh, moga karmana, all fruit of activities. Moga jnana vichetra. So there's, these are all defeated. The previous verse was that, um, I think, that uh, foolish persons take me as having a material form and they deride me. And then it says all these, you know, they will be defeated. They take shelter of demoniac um, mentality and they become bewildered. Um, 
So, <clears throat> so we're ISKCON, the purpose of ISKCON is to try to help people who want it. If you're at the point of wanting to know, most people don't want to know. They're, you know, perfectly happy pursuing material life and they have all the plans, so you know, the plans are already kind of set. You know, they're gonna go for it. And that's why you don't want to talk about God too much. But there are people who do want to know. So we have this ISKCON Society that your dear Shiva Prabhupada worked so hard for. And he made these seven um, purposes. The first one's really powerful. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing, actually. I'll read that and we'll see if we can repeat it, see what we can remember after one read-through. The first purpose of ISKCON, to systematically propagate spiritual knowledge to society at large and to educate all people in the techniques of spiritual life in order to check the imbalance of values in life and achieve real unity and peace in the world. Pretty amazing. Srila Prabhupada was really fired up. So who can remember anything about that? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll read all of these seven purposes and then we'll try to remember some of them. How about that? You know, that's the only way to remember stuff is to keep going, going over it. So that's number one. Number two, to propagate a consciousness of Krishna as is revealed in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Three, to bring members of the society together with each other and nearer to Krishna. And thus to develop the idea with members and humanity at large that each soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's also pretty big one. Number four, to teach and encourage the Sankirtan movement, the congregational chanting of holy name, and to reveal the teachings of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Number five, to erect for members and the society at large holy places of transcendental pastimes dedicated to the personality of Godhead. To erect holy places of transcendental pastimes. So I take that to mean a couple of things. One is that we're participating in transcendental pastimes in this type of place that we're in here. The other thing is that what I learned when I started doing deity service on it, which I'm kind of new at, even though I've been Mother Krishna Kumari taught me a little bit and I started doing a one service a week. But I learned that, you know, you, you clap your hands when you come out and you, or you've taken a plate away. You know what? Because they may be having pastimes and you don't want to interrupt them. You want them to, you want to make some sound. I thought, wow, that's amazing. Because they look like they're just standing there, but they actually may be doing activities, pastimes. So, this number five is kind of to erect for members in the society at large holy place of transcendental pastimes dedicated to the personality of God. Number six, to bring the members closer together for the purpose of teaching a simple and more natural way of life. I kind of like that one because, you know, uh, I feel like many devotees are kind of on the fence. And I'm, I'm talking to myself, like I said, you know, preaching myself, but, you know, we're all still somewhat attached to our things that we've been learned outside. 
But we're supposed to be learning something new in the temple and becoming less attached to the complicated life outside. And we're, we're supposed to learn a simple and more natural way of life. So basically, we're here to learn something and try to leave so many other things behind to some extent. Number seven, with a view towards the above purposes to publish, distribute periodicals, magazines, books, and other writings. So, do you want to try to, anybody remember any of those seven? And see how close we can get to, to saying some of these. Yeah, that's number three. Anybody else remember one? Personally, in people's lives, it changed a whole lot, you know. But you know, society in general sometimes appears like nothing's happening. But um, it's pretty amazing that she wrote on the song. Boundary, you really like the way that you set up that community. It's like a perfect example to follow for the whole world to follow. The whole world follows the Shiva Ram Swami, the way that he fulfilled Prabhupada's vision of the symbolism of sexuality. And the whole world would be happy. Is this in Hungary or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, some divey barn ashram system trying to. Just, yeah, they had an internal economy. Mm. They, had, they, don't have, yeah. they have all these. They, they recycle everything, compost everything, they don't have any waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you, that's what I was trying to think about meditating. I haven't really worked it all out, but somehow or another, if we're studying this philosophy and practicing 
we're supposed to, you know, go naturally towards a, like it says, a more natural, simple way of life. So I just think, you know, uh, to the extent that we, you know, try to maintain things that we are used to doing from the outside that just complicate our lives and really, like you were saying one time, why get distracted with, you know, why let yourself be distracted by certain things, you know, that you learned on the outside and you're just trying to, you're, you're so attached to. Anyway, that's another whole story, but. Yeah, I don't know a lot about what Shiva Ramaswamy is doing, but I've seen a little bit of his. He's a lot of things on YouTube now, I guess. A little short. Sometimes they're undone, but I see a little bit. We're going through the seven purposes of ISKCON. We haven't done that in a while. So I just read them, seeing if anybody remembers any of them after reading through them. What? Do you have any favorite ones? Sandamani Mataji. Yeah, the first one. But it's long. Yeah. I don't remember all of it. It's just the, the, the very end part is about peace and unity. Yeah. To systematically propagate spiritual knowledge. Systematically propagate. You probably consider to propagate spiritual knowledge to society at large, but he's so powerful. He says to systematically propagate it. To educate all people in the techniques of spiritual life in order to check the imbalance of values in life and to achieve real unity and peace in the world. Not just peace and unity, but real peace and unity. This is a really, just that first one is really powerful. Anybody remember any of the other ones? One comment about the first one, though. I thought I'd say techniques because, yeah. I accept Jesus, so that's, there's no And it's actually the statement right before Rani Kashipu threw him off his lap, lap for the last time, furious. He said, take this boy away from me. He deserves to be killed. Kill him as soon as possible. Anybody even know what that verse is? It's the last instruction of Prahlad. It says, my dear father, unless he set me, my shamatis unless a person uh, smears upon his body the dust of the lotus feet a pure devotee completely free from material contamination. Such a person cannot become 
attached to the lotus feet of the Lord. Um, and uh, unless one becomes Krishna conscious and takes shelter of the pure devotee in this way, he cannot become, you know, free from contamination. So, you know, people, it says in their provinces, that's why people, because there's so many intelligent people, why don't they, why don't they make progress in spiritual life? Because this, they, they don't take shelter of the, of the pure devotee who teaches these techniques, you know. They don't want to do that. I don't know that's one, one answer. I don't know why I had to say that, but you kind of reminded me. How do we learn all these techniques? You have to be willing to like, throw yourself down in front of a pure devotee and learn it all. Which I, you know, you can't, I'm not saying I'm doing it, but we're trying. <laughs> Thinking about the fact that today is the anniversary of the uh, Christian religion is just really taking off in Korea some part of Asia some, you know you hear all these things so. yeah but that's not Christian no it's not but <laughs> the amazing thing is and there's so much <laughs> mundane so called religion mm-hmm. everywhere that's not the sun. but pure bhakti service to the seat of Krishna all over the world that's astonishing yeah, he's, he's right. Because I was just thinking of Sikhism. Yeah, Sikhism. 
Yeah, there's 50,000 Korean teachers. There's a whole bunch of doctors. You know, we have contracts with NASA. You know, every single airport. You know, on and on and on. We own all these healthy plants, but it's only really Krishna consciousness that really I think I think it's boss. You what? It's it's boss. It's big. Bhakti. It's the only bhakti. Major bhakti religion in the world. That's what I see. Yeah. I read something interesting right before I came over. I don't know if I want to bring this up now or not, but this Mogasha Mogakramano verse. Where is that? He's going to be. Ninth chapter. Ninth chapter, where is the beginning? Yeah. Another thing I was trying to figure out, maybe you can teach me about it. It says, in the purport to this, those who are thus bewildered are attracted by demoniac and atheistic views and that deluded condition, their hopes for liberation, their fruit of activities and their culture of knowledge are all defeated. The purport Prabhupada says something kind of amazing. There are many devotees who assume themselves to be in Krishna consciousness and devotional service, but at heart do not accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna as the absolute truth. There are many devotees. So I'm just, this is kind of a, like I'm, it's a little bit of an argument against what, in a way, against what you're saying about how Krishna consciousness is taking off and it's, going all over the world. But here Prabhupada says, there are many devotees who assume themselves to be in Krishna consciousness and devoted service, but at heart do not accept the Supreme Person of God and Krishna as the absolute truth. For them, the fruit of devotional service going back to God will never be tasted. Similarly, those who are engaged in fruitive, pious activities and who are ultimately hoping to be liberated from this material entanglement, will never be successful either because they deride the Supreme Personality of God. Okay, we understand that. So, what's going on there that, that many devotees who assume themselves to be in Krishna conscious devotion and service but at heart do not accept the Supreme Personality of God? Not oh. me. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I was thinking... What talking you, about those who are not following the path of bhakti purely, who are not in parampara or sinaminal, you know, they may follow some yogi or some guru, but they have never understood the teachings of pure bhakti. Mm -hmm. that, that does not include the followers of pure bhakti. Yes, sincere followers. Those who have smeared on their bodies the, the dust of Shiva Prabhupada. Not, not included in this. Like in India, but, there are so many people say, yes, I know Krishna, I love Krishna. Prabhupada says, if you dig a little deep, you find the heart back in my body. Hmm. They have all the trappings of Indian culture, so they all say, yes, I know Krishna. Hmm. But they're not actually engaged in the Yeah. Anyway, that's an interesting thing. I, I kind of let's kind of maybe get a little sidetracked. Can I read the seven purposes of this kind again, or should I? Does anybody want to hear them? Huh? Yeah. 
Number one, to systematically propagate spiritual knowledge to society at large and to educate all people in the techniques of spiritual life in order to check the imbalance of values of life and achieve real unity and peace in the world. Two, to propagate a consciousness of Krishna as is revealed in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Number three, to bring members of the society together with each other and nearer to Krishna, and thus to develop the idea within members and humanity at large that each soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Four, to teach and encourage the Sankirtan movement, congregational chanting of the Holy Name, and to reveal the teachings of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Number five, to erect for members in the society at large holy places of transcendental pastimes dedicated to the personality of Godhead. Six, to bring the members closer together for the purpose of teaching a simple and more natural way of life. Seven, with a view towards the above purposes to publish, distribute, and distribute periodicals, magazines, books, and other writings. Those are the seven purposes. see that sometimes when people that come here, you know, they, they can live here, but, you know, they become, you know, be theatrical at Guru Puja or something in the Kirtan, but then they don't want to listen to what they're asked to do, you know, and it goes on and on and on, so I can never, never change, you know, so where's the sincerity in that, you know, they appear to be sincere and they say they're this and that, but. I mean, if it goes on and on, then you have to at some point say, well, this is not, this is not very sincere, you know. <laughs> you know, just like a case, who is that? Jai Keshava told that story of the, the man who comes home from work and his wife sitting there watching TV and she says, he, he comes in and she says, honey, I love you. And, uh, but she doesn't take her eyes off the TV or get up. You know, and he goes in the kitchen and gets something to eat out of the refrigerator and comes back out. And she says, honey, I love you. You know, still watching the TV. And then, <laughs> then he finishes his food, goes back to his room. Honey, I love you. You know, nothing from her really. Just... So, what do, you, what do you understand? How much love is that? You could say that, but... So, anyway. The only way is to... 
We were saying yesterday the only way out of our situation is to chant the holy names, but actually the only way is to you know, surrender to the pure devotees. And uh, even the Bhagavatam says in that uh, second canto, that first part, it says to chant the holy name after the ways of the pure devotee, is it? After the ways of the great authorities. Is a doubtless and fearless way of success for all. What's the rest of that? Whether one is, has all material attachments or is liberated by a den of spiritual knowledge, you know, ishitam, all that verse. Akutobayam, yoginam. No matter what you are, um, Chanting the holy name after the ways of the great authorities. So you have to follow, follow our authorities. And uh, that's what devotee association means to hear. I was talking about that with Robert, you know. Sometimes people get the idea that uh, they're associating with devotees if they just come here and yuck it up and talk about mundane things. Well, I'm associating with devotees, but that's not really what it means, you know. Come here and talk about politics or whatever's on your mind. We do that with people because we, you know, we want to, we're not fanatics and we want need to establish a relationship with people, but really associating devotee means that you get some instructions from them and change your life. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Driving so quick toward economic development, toward um, so-called modernization, and you know that's really not you know that is something. Of course, we're here in the city because that's where people are. But really, uh, you know, as Krishna considered himself, uh, he's often you know the Yeah, she was off. I keep talking. I forgot to talk about hearing that. Oh, no, you talked about him. Grab him and he couldn't do it.